This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Bruce Berman, the founder of Brody Berman Associates, which is a management consulting and communications firm that supports intellectual property rights holders and service providers. He is also the author of the recently released The Intangible Investor, Profiting from Intellectual Property Companies' Most Elusive Assets, one of five books he has written on the business of intellectual property rights. Hi, Bruce. How are you? I'm fine today. Thanks, Sari. So tell us about Brody Berman Associates and your work. Well, Brody Berman is a kind of a unique uh, marketing and management consulting firm. Uh, we work with innovative companies that, have, that focus on either own or service or advise on intangible assets. This would include... Uh, intellectual property, patents, which are the most uh, prominent or among the most prominent intangible assets. Patents are now 80%, excuse me, intangible assets are now 80% of the value of the S&P 500 is composed of intangibles. What was the genesis of your newest book? Well, the genesis, this is 11 years of work that I produced for a magazine based in London called Intellectual Asset Management. Uh, it's a leading magazine in its field. Uh, I've contributed to every issue. Uh, and uh, folks came up to me and said, uh, you know, this is interesting stuff. You're, you're writing for largely an intellectual property audience. And, and some of them know this, and some of them are further enlightened. But, you know, the people who really should be reading this are investors or stakeholders. And who, indeed, is an intellectual or, or an intangible investor? Well, it's a term that I, I sort of uh, uh, formulated. Uh, intangible investor could be a direct investor. It could be a stakeholder like employees. It could be uh, the board. They're intangible investors. There are many different intangible investors within a company. Uh, and if you're interested or affected by intangible assets, uh, then you need to know something about intellectual property. Uh, many middle managers, uh, marketers, uh, create products not knowing anything about the rights associated with the products. Uh, it's very difficult to create a product or sell it and not be aware of the patents, the trademarks, the copyrights, the trade secrets that are associated with it. What makes intangible assets and investors relevant today? Oh, that's a good question. Well, particularly today, not only is innovation more important than ever, it was always important to the American economy, but in the last 20 or 30 years, it's become enormously important. Uh, patent litigation is up uh, oh, 300% in the last uh, 20, 25 years. Uh, patent grants are up almost as much. Uh, applications are also up uh, tremendously. So innovation is extremely important. And not only is the innovation important, but the rights associated with it. Because rights that don't necessarily lead to a commercial product may be extremely important. Uh, companies, venture-funded companies, uh, you know, they go along for a year and then they find uh, you know, they, there's no uh, exit strategy for them. They can't commercialize their product. They have rights. They're worth a lot of money in many cases. Uh, patents are a funny thing. Uh, they're 100% of something. A patent is 100% of something. 98% of the time, it's usually nothing. So most patents have no value, but some patents have tremendous value. 
figuring out where the value is, when, and for whom, that's the challenge. Well, what's the best way to value those intangible assets? Um, intangible assets, especially IP, but really all intangible assets, are extremely dependent on context. Um, it's sort of, you have to sort of put a frame around them. Who owns them? What are they being used for? For example, an operating company, a big company like IBM, rarely enforces their intellectual property. They may have great patents. They may read on other people's products, but they're not going to usually sue someone, almost never. Um, a small company that has great patents that read on, say, IBM's products, they will like, uh, would like IBM to take a license, but IBM will probably say, no, we don't, we're not taking a license. You're going to have to sue us. That's an arduous and expensive process. Still, it's worth doing. Uh, recent legislation has made um, asserting patents, enforcing them more expensive, more arduous, time-consuming, but still worthwhile. Uh, it's it's a contentious system very often, but uh, but a meaningful one and one that, one that works. Who should read the intangible investor? The intangible investor is really for almost anyone interested in business or innovation. Um, uh, you don't have to be an investor, uh, a direct investor, to be uh, to be interested in the intangible investor. If you're interested in how uh, innovative products uh, are become successful, if you're interested in the rights that cover them, for example, in an iPhone, I understand there are 2,500 some patents that cover an iPhone. Um, very, very few of them are Apple's. You know, a lot of them are Samsung's and Intel's and Qualcomm's and other companies. Um, you don't need to know all all the details. You don't have to be able to read claims to understand the meaning of patents. Um, so I would say the book is really for investors, general investors, if you if you're an investor, for middle managers, for employees who work for innovative companies, uh, for boards, for um, oh, for just about anyone who uh, is interested in business or innovation. And what do you hope readers take away from the book? I hope they take away a new respect for intellectual property. I hope they take away an understanding of the various behaviors associated with intellectual property, especially patents. Um, there's been a lot of talk about patent trolls, trolls being the bad guys, enforcing uh, groups that enforce patents, buy patents, don't practice them, don't produce any products, but sue companies. Um, some of them are bad guys. They take mediocre or questionable patents that under scrutiny really aren't even patents at all. They're invalid, and they use them. And the cost of litigation is so high that to invalidate the patent might cost a million or a million and a half dollars. So large operating companies, IBM, HP, Intel, they say, okay, we'll settle. You'll, will you take two, three, four hundred thousand dollars? And it's sort of a shakedown. It, it's disreputable, and NPEs, non practicing entities, are often known as trolls. However, many of the NPEs have extraordinarily good patents that have not been, for whatever reason or another, commercialized by a small company or an inventor, and they are being infringed, and they should be licensed. Uh, they have to go through many, many hoops and hurdles to monetize those patents. But it's part of the system, the American 
innovation system and the patent and the intellectual property system, it's a good system. It seems contentious. It is nasty. It's time-consuming. It's inefficient, but it works. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Bruce Berman, the founder of Brody Berman Associates and the author of The Intangible Investor, Profiting from Intellectual Property, Companies' Most Elusive Assets. Bruce, it was great speaking to you. Congratulations again on your new book. Thank you, Ari.